Welcome to Let It Grow Investing. I'm Jeff. Thank you for stopping by. Let's talk about stocks, crypto, market news, investing ideas, and strategies. I'm not a financial advisor, and this is only for entertainment purposes. Please make sure to like, follow, and share so that we can all grow together. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Let It Grow Investing. I am Jeff, and uh, thanks for tuning back in. This is episode 34. Uh, In this one, we're going to talk about what the Fed is doing, what Powell is saying, and uh, what that means for us as investors, what things we should be looking to buy, what things we should avoid, and uh, how to ride the wave to financial freedom. Uh, So, you know, thanks for joining me. And uh, as always, if you could like, subscribe, and share, I would uh, greatly appreciate the support. And uh, yeah, let's uh, go ahead and get into it. Uh, so, uh, you know, yesterday was Cyber Monday. We were coming off of that uh, uh, big sell-off on Black Friday. We had, uh, you know, everything down in the dumps on Friday. A uh, bit of that rebound on Monday as the fears of the Omicron were kind of, you know, uh, weaning out. We, we got some words out of the World Health Organization down in South Africa that uh, it wasn't that bad. It was overblown. And, uh, you know, while it's aggressive, it, it hadn't really done so much more than anything else. And uh, it's just another headline kind of story. Uh, so the market did rally a bit yesterday on Monday. As I'm recording this, it is Tuesday. And today we are back down in the dumps as to uh, some other reasons today, you know, Jay Powell came out and said, we should go ahead and retire that, uh, inflation is going to be transitory. Uh, when he had said that, you know, uh, I guess earlier this year, late last year, uh, that was going to be about, uh, the interest or the, uh, inflation rates. It was going to be high. And then once uh, supply got caught up with demand, it would, uh, it would slow back down. And that's not what we were seeing. Everyone kind of knew this wasn't the case. Uh, you know, as some people thought it was going to taper back down or inflation was going to slow down over the summer or, you know, quarter three, we didn't see that. And, uh, and now, you know, here close to December, we, uh, we still aren't seeing it. So that means that they are going to be, uh, tapering their, their bond purchasing and, that's going to, they're, they're going to be doing that sooner than anticipated. And also that's going to open the door for some interest rate hikes going forward. Uh, and you know, what that means to us is that uh, some of the, the free money or easy money out there isn't going to be there. There's going to be some money taken out of the economy. There's not going to be as much going on in the way of uh, the Fed trying to push things along. Um, and then once interest rates are coming back in or they're going back up, we are going to see some of these stocks suffer. The, the high uh, multiples, the, the growth stocks, the SPACs, uh, a lot of those high flyers are going to get pulled back down um, just on the fact that money is going to be more expensive for them. It's going to be a harder environment for them to work. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're really looking at that. And, uh, you know, I'm looking at this uh, article here on CNBC, and it basically just says that uh, they're accelerating the timetable and we, we haven't gotten as to when this is going to happen. They're going to discuss this more at the December meeting and uh, they're looking to, to wrap up this taper a few months sooner than anticipated. Um, so, yeah, this is really just a, a, a play that is going to be hurting a lot of these high flying names. Uh, you know, as I'm looking at my portfolio today, 
Uh, there's very little that is on the upside. And, uh, you know, Apple had been doing well. Uh, that one is kind of a, a flight to safety. A lot of people still want the growth uh, without some of the, uh, the big risk. So, you know, you got people rolling out of names like SoFi, Matterport. Um, and, you know, where are we at here? And my internet is, there we go. Uh, yeah, PaySafe, Lemonade, SoFi, ChargePoint, Salesforce, all down more than 3% along, you know, DraftKings, C3AI, all getting uh, beat up today on some of this news. All those high flyers um, are getting pulled back down. And, uh, you know, very, very few stocks in the green today. Only two on my uh, my sheet here are uh, Apple and Lamb Re Research, LRCX, and, uh, you know, in third at a minor loss of 0.05% would be Tesla. Um, Tesla is looking to do that uh, stock split maybe as soon as December 9th. Hopefully we get some sort of uh, insight as to what's going on there uh, as soon as uh, the 9th. And, you know, last time they did a stock split, the, the stock ran up about 80% into that stock split which uh, really doesn't mean too much. It doesn't really affect the value of the, the stock when you do a stock split. But uh, a lot of people like the, uh, the news and some of the, the momentum and the hype around it, so they will buy it. And then oftentimes there is a sell-off after the, you know, the news breaks. So that is one you could definitely uh, watch and maybe trade and uh, you know, be, be on the lookout for December 9th for that one. But everything else... Um, you know, even some of my, my safety plays, you know, your McDonald's and uh, Cisco or JP Morgan, Caterpillar, all down. Uh, everything looks looks red today. Uh, early morning when I looked, minor losses on the on the day. And then once this uh, this Powell news came out that uh, the taper and the inflation could be or the uh, interest rates could be happening sooner. Uh, we did see a big sell-off, and uh, so that's that's a lot of the reason why for this change today. Uh, I had mentioned on Monday's show that uh, I was not going to be purchasing until Tuesday or Wednesday, and you know, right now I'm I'm waiting to see now where this news settles. Generally, it's a it's a three-day curve as to let the market really settle out, and you know that was from the the Omicron. Uh, news over the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then I said, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, we would possibly be able to buy. Uh, but right now with this news coming out, I'm waiting to uh, to see what happens in the next couple of days before I really put some money to work. But uh, when I do put some money to work, uh, I do want to look at some of these payment plays. I know we've been looking at them and uh, talking about them and the ones that I'm looking at to, to purchase now, uh, still Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, and uh, still want to add some SoFi in there as well. So those are those are the four names I'm really eyeing up right now in the payment space. And then the other ones that are going to be just a flight to safety, some of those, those, you know, aristocrat dividend stocks that are going to keep you paid and keep you invested through some of these downturns. Uh, so, you know, you can look at an ETF for those also, uh, you know, VYM or VIG, the, some Vanguard funds that are, are going to do well on the, the dividend front that will keep you invested and be in safer stocks and these high flyers uh, could be a good time to look to add to those. But the, the payment uh, plays are really interesting to me right here. 
um, as some of the, the monetary uh, stimulus was probably going to get slowed down. We're not going to have as much of the, uh, the, the money out there. Um, so I think some of these could do well as uh, people are going to go back to using their, their Visa or MasterCard, PayPal, Venmo. And, uh, you know, if, uh, you know, the, the student loans get sorted out, I think that's still going to be an area for SoFi uh, to do better there. And if they get that banking charter still uh, further catalyst. Uh, but I am waiting for these to drop a little bit more before I um, make any moves. Uh, you know, PayPal is down around 185 today. And I'm just going to take a look here, take a peek at the analyst research. And when I'm looking at this, I am seeing uh, some holds, a lot of buys, and an average price target of 276 over the next 12 months. So that represents about 49.5% of upside in this one. And for me, that is, uh, that's a good number, but what, you know, some of the, the growth numbers and the, uh, the outlooks on them, you can actually break down and look to see where they're going, uh, based on those numbers. But, uh, also I want to take a quick peek at visa here. Um, 194 on the day analyst research represents, uh, 42 and a half percent of upside on visa and, an average price target of 277. So uh, all the analysts seems to think that uh, there's there's a whole lot more buy ratings on Visa and a tighter range at the top of the um, the price targets from about 260 to 310. And uh, you know with PayPal is a little bit more spread out, so a tighter range of where the analysts think this one might go. So that does show me that uh, more people are in line as to what they're thinking this one could do. And uh, that, that tighter range also has a, a, a not as wide of a range of where these analysts think this this one could go. So more people are uh, on the same mindset, save wavelength, all buy ratings, uh, and the the, the targets are, are really similar looking at this one. So that, that could definitely be a good thing to be looking at. Um, you know, maybe down if it, if it breaks 190, which it certainly could. I think that one is going to be a good buy and uh, MasterCard currently 314 some change analysts have this one at uh, 40% of upside for a price target of 441 and a low of 403 high of 494 uh, so a bit wider on the range but uh, still quite a lot of upside on a, on a well-established Big cap, uh, tech play, fintech play. So all names that I, I like if uh, we don't have world shutdowns, which uh, a lot of people have said at this point that they don't think that there's going to be that complete lockdown again. And uh, even if there is, people are still going to be ordering from home uh, for whatever they need. But hopefully we can get some of that travel back and people are going to be spending uh, on their card wherever they might go. So those are definitely some plays that I'm looking to add to, as well as some of those, uh, uh, the dividend plays that I was referring to, the the VIG, the VYM, um, aristocrat type stocks that are going to do well uh, and generally hold up a good bit better in a uh, downturn like this with higher rates. Uh, you can also look at things like bank stocks in a higher rate environment. They are going to do better because they're going to get... Uh, 
make more money on a higher interest rate environment. So that's definitely something that could uh, could do well also. So take a look at those and uh, keep an eye on them. And also know that you can set those limit orders a good bit under where they are now. Do some research, you know, sharpen the pencil and make sure that you're ready for when these, these prices come to you. And uh, like I said before, don't go chasing them. Let these prices fall to where you want to buy them. And, uh, you know, on a couple... Uh, bad days like what we're having, you can certainly get down there and uh, then you'll be ready to buy and be buying at the price that you want. Uh, so yeah, definitely do your research now. Uh, have your names picked out, have your buys picked out, have your cash ready to roll. Uh, for when some of these sales that happen, uh, we can make the best of them. You know, we're still going to have the, uh, the Fed uh, monetary you know, the, the shortage that we're going to be going through, we have to get that figured out. We got, you know, other things before the end of the year and some of those hedge fund sell-offs that we normally see. So take that into account. Know that you're going to have some of these downturns, some of these things that we can take advantage of and, uh, and be ready to strike when that opportunity presents itself. Uh, I will be right back after a short break. All right. Welcome back. Uh, thank you guys for continuing to uh, like, subscribe, and share the podcast. It really does help the, the numbers and help the community grow. Uh, and also uh, being involved in the Facebook group and helping that community there as well. Uh, so thank you. And uh, if you if you want to join, uh, feel free to go to facebook.com, let it grow investing, and uh, you know add yourself to the group. And I will uh, allow you uh, in the group. I just, like I said before, closed it down to uh, being public just because there's a lot of spam and scammers coming through the group. And I just didn't want to see it, uh, see it in other groups and I didn't want it in ours. So I shut that down. It's uh, private only, but, uh, feel free to, uh, to join. And also if you want to support the, the podcast, if we are getting good value out of this and you're learning something, uh, that link is at anchor.fm slash let it grow. And you can, uh, support the channel for as little as 99 cents a month. Um, but, you know, getting back to that, uh, the Powell decision to uh, slow this taper, you know, right now they are purchasing about $120 billion a month, uh, about $80 billion in treasuries and about $40 uh, billion in MBS. And, you know, that's going to slow down by about $15 billion a month until they get down to about $60 billion. So they're looking to, uh, they're looking to generally cut this in half. So in, in Citigroup saying that the, the Fed could double it down to uh, $30 billion a month from that 15, they're looking to, to, to taper off. Uh, so a lot of people are saying, you know, well, 40 to 60% of people are in crypto, uh, especially Bitcoin as a hedge against these rising rates, uh, weaker dollar. So they want to be in crypto to not have their money tied to the U.S. dollar or whatever their currency is. Um, so, you know, a lot of people may get out of the crypto space if that's the reason for them to be in it. Um, you know, personally, when I got into it, when I got into crypto, I did not see it as a hedge for uh, inflation. I saw it as another opportunity as to where I could park my money. Uh, you know, it was a growing, growing trend, you know, growing use cases, you know, the, the network was taken off more and more people wanted to be in it. And I still think that's the case. You know, you have more corporations looking to get into it. 
uh, more nations talking about getting into it. Even even Turkey now with the the lira, I, I don't think that their president's going to go for it. They're, they're having a lot of financial problems over there, and uh, inflation is running rampant. So um, I do see a lot of reasons for other people to get into it. So just because the U.S. may be you know, trying to combat inflation and, you know, the, the rates might be going higher. I think that, you know, Bitcoin is uh, still in a good spot. I, I don't think that the, the world is going to go away from this new technology just because we got inflation together. Because, I mean, you know, two years ago when, when these problems weren't there, Bitcoin was still doing fine. Granted, yes, it got bumped up since then drastically, but there had been many, you know, thousands of percent of, of ROI return on investment in Bitcoin and in other coins. And I don't see that that is going to completely go away because we're going to get inflation under control. Yes. Yes. There might be some correlation. I'm sure there's some people that that's solely the reason why they're in it. But I think if that was only the reason they would have parked their money in gold, they would have parked their money in high dividend stocks, uh, stable stocks, or, you know, a, a bunch of different plays. If they wanted to be in bonds just to tie their money to something else, I think people see it as more than that. It's more growth. It's more risk. It's not strictly an inflation play to me. You know, it might be that to someone else. I, and, you know, you see people buying these for retirement funds and things like that. And I think that's a bit risky. Um, you know, if you want to put your money in it, I'm fine with it. I don't. I don't personally see it as strictly an inflation play. Uh, and I know you know that might. I, I think overall it's temporary fud. It's that fear, uncertainty, and doubt of the, someone saying that it's going to happen to get us to slow. And there's going to be this little bit of a crash. As I'm as I'm looking at coin market cap right now, I'm watching these coins. Um, Bitcoin is down half a percent. Uh, no, on the, the 24 hours down one in, uh, 1.2%. Ethereum is up 5%. And, you know, Tether is stable as a stable coin should be. Solana up three and a half. Cardano down 2%. You know, the list kind of keeps going on like that. A uh, little bit of ups, a little bit of downs. Nothing is tanking. But I, I see the, the talk and I see people saying that, you know, Bitcoin's going to crash. 22 is not going to be the year. Uh, I still think I'm still bullish on it. I don't think that we're going to have this this massive sell off that people keep saying we're we're going to have. I still think there's a lot of use cases and a lot of people that still need to adopt it. I, I, I still think we're really early in the infancy of the crypto space. You know, Bitcoin, obviously, being the, the first one is, uh, is a little bit further along, but some of the other coins and all that are coming to the market are are definitely risky but they do have their validity and I don't think that validity is going away on inflation concerns um, you know ethereum being at forty six hundred twenty six dollars um, you know we're, we're getting back up to those highs again I think we were at uh, forty nine hundred I think we cracked I don't know 40 oh, that's on a 24 hour uh, let's look at the one year yeah, forty-eight ninety-one. I was gonna say it's like forty-nine hundred. Um, so we're definitely on that, getting to that high point, and I definitely think that uh, we could break through that by the end of the year. I know a lot of people are calling for six thousand by the end of the year. I don't know that that's gonna happen. Uh, I think if we do get some movement up, 
we could retrace back down by the end of the year again. Um, but right now, for me to uh, get out of any of the Ethereum, it would probably have to be 4,900 to 5,000 and stall out. That's what I, I really want to see before I uh, take these coins and move them into stable coins would be that stalling out around that new high. And then I would probably rotate into stable. Uh, but if it's going to run and we still have some positive growth, I'm going to stay invested. I really don't want to do too much trading. I know I have done it uh, and it's worked out for me. I, I got out around 4,500, rebought in around 4,000 and was able to get a, a bit more Ethereum uh, and a bit more Bitcoin with what I had just selling and repurchasing at a lower price uh, while still being invested in the stable coins and in you know putting those coins into that stable um the earn platform on crypto.com uh you know the link is in the description on crypto.com so you can always go ahead and start an account there they have you know a lot of different uh, benefits of being there um but that's really what i'm looking to do i'm looking to uh hold and stay in these coins unless something changes and there's going to be a a rapid sell-off uh then i would at that point try to you know minimize my losses holding in them stable coins until I think that the water's clear to then retest a higher level. Uh, so really that's all, that's all what I'm looking to do right now. I'm looking to be buying, uh, add to my coins when, when they come back down, uh, looking to possibly rotate into stable coins and the things that I'm looking to buy in the market. Like I said, the, the financial plays, the fintechs, some of the growth, if this, uh, um, market does come to a bottom on some of these names that I'm really looking to add right now. Uh, CrowdStrike being one of them. Uh, some of the, the EV plays, Neo, Lucid, um, DraftKings is still in there. That's, that's way lower than I think it should be. I think that one is getting beat up. Um, you know, SoFi down in the, in the mid 16s, I might be buying there. We're at 1774 right now. I uh, still think ChargePoint could have another run higher. Uh, Lemonade had run up this morning and uh, then had sold back down, down 4%. I think this one, once it bottoms, you know, I might add some there as well. It's a, a smaller position for me. It's definitely a growth position and a long-term hold. Uh, but yeah, the, the Visa, PayPal, MasterCard, bank stocks, and, uh, you know, as always, want to try to add to my crypto portfolio where I can and be a little bit more selective and let those long term plays uh, work themselves out and uh, build for the, the long term. I'm really not looking to be a trader. Uh, that's not really what I want to be. I want to be more long term invested. And most of my plays are longs, uh, you know, Visa and PayPal. I've been in for quite some time now and want to hold those positions and see them do well long term. I think this these blips in the, the fintech are uh, ones that we can definitely take advantage of. So as they come down, I don't think Visa or PayPal are going to be hurt for long. I think this is some temporary pain and we can certainly buy these dips when the prices come to where we want to buy them. And uh, same on some of the other plays as well. If you got something that you want to add, even if it's not a screaming buy, uh, you know, Microsoft, Apple. Uh, you know, I think we can definitely scoop those up on the dip. Uh, so be mindful, keep your price targets, uh, keep your, your money ready to roll and, uh, let's get out there, stay invested and let it grow. 
I will catch you guys in the next one. And thank you for tuning in. And uh, hopefully we all have a, a nice, smooth uh, fed talk and we can get through this one together. So take care and I will talk to you later. As always, thanks for stopping by. Please make sure to like, subscribe by turning on the notification bell and sharing this podcast to help our community grow. Check the links in the description for offers on E-Trade, Binance, and Crypto.com to get your investing journey started. You can also help support the podcast on our Anchor.fm webpage. Until next time, let's get invested and let it grow.